Welcome back to the Physique Formation Podcast with myself, Denver Stain. If you're new here, essentially what I like to do is provide really brief, simple to understand and informative podcast episodes on various topics around health, fitness, fat loss, flexible dieting, mindset, and contest prep. And actually today, contest prep is exactly what I want to speak about. I have done an episode previously on some top tips for contest prep, so I definitely recommend that you should listen to that. Uh, But today I just want to pretty much focus on those of you who may, maybe it's your first competition, right? So top tips for your first physique competition, some things that you should really think about, focus on, and ensure that you're ticking the boxes to get the best outcomes. And maybe you're just interested in the idea of getting on stage, and this will give you a bit more understanding. Now, what I'll say is that the tasks required to get on stage as a bodybuilder or a bikini model or, you know, classic physique bodybuilder, uh, sports model or anything, whatever it might be, figure, there's so many different uh, categories these days. The protocols, the processes, etc. is pretty much the same as what it would be if you were just trying to get into shape anyways, but we're just amplifying the importance of these things prioritizing them in our lives to achieve a result which is you know remarkable uh you know it's uh, a result which is going to be unsustainable really because you are pushing for very low levels of body fat and i think you would also agree that you can't always prioritize your diet or your training or your sleep uh you know things like that your, your, your cardio maybe even above everything else in life forever. So these competition phases are generally just say maybe 20 weeks or so of an entire year. Generally you're not going to compete more than once per year, one season per year. So there's obviously season A, season B, and there's multiple shows that you can do within those seasons. So maybe you'll get on stage and you'll compete one week and then you compete again the next week after, or maybe there's another show two weeks after that, and the competitions are all kind of bunched together, which is fantastic, because when you reach that peak condition where you look perfect to get on stage, it is very hard to hold that for a long period of time due to the nature of everything that is required to get your body to that level and having to do that for a longer period of time, essentially. So, you know, you get yourself to very low levels of body fat, It's not something that you're looking to sustain. It's something you're looking to achieve and then get back to normal, healthy parameters. But in essence, the basics of training, eating well, you know, thinking about good sleep and everything else is the same as someone who's just has a healthy lifestyle. The only difference is you're prioritizing it and you're not allowing other things to get in the way of achieving the best results that you can. And you're pushing the boundaries in regards to getting your body fat percentage to a much lower amount than most people, myself included, would deem to be healthy. So I guess it's important to note that as a bodybuilder, especially if you're looking to get down to 5% body fat or less, it's not a healthy place to be. Just like being um, on the top end of a body fat percentage, say 20% or more as a male, is also not healthy. So somewhere in the middle is generally going to be the best for various reasons and that again is why we kind of do a contest prep for a period of time in phases we achieve an amazing result and then we back away and go back to our normal lifestyle and start to prioritize other areas of our life as well so 
just going to run through, I guess, some basics on the things you need to think about when you're thinking about or when you're considering your first physique competition and what is required. So first of all, you have to ensure that you're planning ahead. You need to know the date of the competition. You need to know how many weeks you have until the competition, you know, between now and then. You need to also try to figure out how much weight or predict how much weight you might need to lose in that period of time and ensure that you're within striking range of doing that. Because say, say you've got 12 weeks before a competition and you need to lose 20 kilograms, that is not realistic. That is not going to be achieved. And even if you did starve yourself to achieve that, you would not present your best physique on stage. Unfortunately, uh, due to various reasons, such as aggressive dieting could uh, end up could result in muscle mass losses and uh, more, a more stressed physique, right? You can always tell if a, if a physique looks stressed on stage uh, with fluid retention and things like that, muscle loss as well. So you don't want to do that. You want to ensure that you have enough time. So the first thing is ensure, generally what I like to tell people to do is at the start of a contest prep, maybe you're 20 weeks out from the comp date, you want to sit around 10% above your predicted stage weight. So let's just say that you predict that you're going to be 90 kilograms on stage, shredded, looking amazing, exactly how you want to be. At the start of that prep, you should be somewhere around 99 kilos because 10% more above that is obviously 9 kilos. And that's where you kind of want to sit, right? So 10% above your predicted stage weight is a great place to be at the start of a contest prep. That way we know we don't have to really be too aggressive. We can afford to have... Uh, periods of higher eating, so like refeed days, diet breaks, relaxed meals, things like that. We can in ensure that we have periods of reduced effort in the gym, so deloads, uh, light training sessions, things like that. And we can try to manage stress a bit better as well. So ensure that you plan ahead and you give yourself enough time. If you know that you don't have enough time, consider doing a later show, preparing yourself um, by doing like a pre-prep phase, which is kind of like a fat loss phase to get to closer to 10% above your stage weight, hover around there, make that your new normal, and then you can start your contest prep phase uh, for that next season. And in addition to that, ensure that your off season has been good or your growing phase has been good where you have some good general habits in place, you're tracking your food, uh, you're training hard with progressive overload, you've got a training program, that is geared towards your goals and uh, your individual physique as well. So plan ahead is the main point there. The second point I wanna make is you should definitely get a coach. Now, a coach is pretty much someone who has experience in competing themselves uh, as a bodybuilder or a bikini model or whatever competition it is that you're doing. Uh, someone that has the experience themselves because they've done it before will definitely be your best option because they can provide guidance support you know throughout the process and they've been there they know exactly how it feels uh, you know they can ask you questions to kind of ensure that things are on the right track and you know you're doing the right things and they're giving you the right amount of support as well and obviously in the process of getting a coach they're going to help you with your training programming they're going to help you with your nutrition they're going to help you with your supplements with your cardio uh, they might even help you with your posing as well and you want to check in with them, you know, on a weekly basis and ensure that adjustments are being made when they need to be made, 
uh, you're not pushing too hard too fast and one of the reasons one of the main reasons you should get a coach is obviously we need to ensure that your training program suits your end goal we want to make sure that you're not dieting so aggressively that you're losing muscle in the process and you just end up you know becoming a much smaller version of yourself you want to ensure that we're not going to get in that you're not going to get injured um, or you're not taking an approach which is comfortable and doesn't get you lean enough on stage I've seen quite a few people get on stage not looking how they should and in their mind they, they might look the best they've ever looked for them but when you when it comes to a physique competition and certain criteria for certain divisions you want to ensure that you suit that division and you're competitive you always want to ensure that you are competitive when you get on stage in any competition if you're doing it just for the experience that's probably not the right approach because it does get challenging you do get hungry you do start to uh, you know just have low energy and you have to have good really good purpose and focus to stay committed and think about how it's going to feel when you're on stage you know how amazing that's going to be for you um, and have that winning mindset where you think to, where you believe in yourself and your abilities and you know other people are putting in their best efforts so you're going to put your best efforts in as well and believe that you are going to place really really well I think that's important Otherwise, it's just too easy to make excuses. It's too easy to cheat on your diet. It's too easy to skip a training session and if you're just doing it for the sake of doing it. Now, I've kind of touched, touched on this already in regards to your off-season and having good structure, but obviously, you need to follow a structured diet. So, generally, a contest prep diet is, well, it has to be uh, a fat loss diet. So, we're looking to maintain our muscle as much as we can and we're looking to provide or fuel the body as best we can maintain good health parameters as best we can but also force fat loss and we force fat loss by progressively reducing your total calorie intake over time um, and we do that by following a meal plan so you can follow a meal plan or you can track your macros if you'd like to do flexible dieting which i love to do uh, as long as you do it accurately and you want to ensure that you have full control of the total calories coming in on a, on a daily basis. Yeah, you know exactly how much protein, carbohydrates, fat you're having, maybe even fiber as well. And you want to stick to foods that digest well for you, that provide good nutritional value. So generally like whole foods for the most part. And also foods that keep you feeling fuller as well. Because if you only focused on your total calories and you just ate whatever you wanted to, you could lose weight right by eating I don't know like lollies and a protein shake however you are going to lack fiber with that fiber helps to keep you feeling fuller um, you, you're gonna lack the the nest or the need to digest food as much which is going to reduce the total calories burned through the digestion process because you know sugar is just so simple to go right through your body um, you're gonna be hungry you're pretty much going to be hungry so you want to be focused on eating whole foods I would suggest following a meal plan that has a different uh, food source for each meal across the day so it's not repetitive the reason why I say that is because back in the day many years ago a lot of bodybuilders would just eat like chicken rice and broccoli or other vegetables two or three times a day oatmeal in the morning maybe a protein shake or something like that or egg whites right very very simple things however a lack of diversity in regards to micronutrients so vitamins and minerals and also a very boring diet and with a boring diet 
with great restriction comes a higher level of uh, desire, I guess, and it make, makes you want to crave more things. And then that type of individual might say, "Oh, I really need a cheat meal. I really need to, you know, go off plan. I'm, you know, mentally I'm not doing well because I keep eating the same food all the time." You don't want to be doing that. So it is ideal that your lunch is different to your dinner. You know, your snacks are different. Your breakfast is different to your other meals in your day. You can eat the same foods across a whole week. That's great. That's fantastic, actually for simplicity and consistency. However, you wanna make sure that each meal is not just the same thing because we do need a bit of diversity at the same time. Uh, so that's nutrition. Then we wanna think about your training. So your training program has to be set up in a way that it's effective towards your actual goals and it prioritizes uh, more training volume towards muscle groups that you really need to work on and maintain the size of. So you might be a bikini girl who needs to have big glutes, right? Developed glutes and shoulders. So we're gonna ensure that most or more of your training volume is directed to those muscles across the week because we can't just train seven days a week uh, nonstop and hope for the best because recovery is super important as well, which is definitely one of the points I'm gonna bring up. But your training program has to suit your goal. It has to be progressive by nature and we also have to consider fatigue management, uh, recovery, and ensuring that you um, do not get injured, obviously, and you train correctly. So a well put together training program, as well as a well put together nutrition plan is obviously going to come from a coach, which uh, reinforces again that if you don't have a coach, then you have to work these things out for yourself and it can become quite challenging. So keep that in mind, because also from a training perspective, we need to do weight training to maintain the muscle that we've got. That's really a priority when it comes to the contest prep phase is holding onto the muscle that you have. Generally, we're not building new lean tissue. Uh, we're mainly focusing on holding onto what we have, you know, keeping a good pump, which can make them appear, the muscles appear fuller and bigger, uh, but really just prioritizing fat loss for the most part and holding on again to what we have. So. We want to make sure that we're doing the weight training for that. You're going to be tracking your steps to just waste energy. Any form of cardio within a fat loss phase is just there to waste energy, just to burn calories, because basically we're doing the weight training to hold onto the muscle. We're eating protein to hold onto the muscle, uh, but we're in a calorie deficit to allow our body to utilize stored energy, which is body fat, to then get leaner. In the process, our muscles do get a bit flatter because we're eating less calories in total and less carbohydrates. So even though our muscles get flat out, they're not getting smaller per se, because they can fill out later on when we increase our carbohydrates towards show day. But essentially we're in a place where we have caloric restriction through reduced food, so eating less food, but we also sometimes need to increase that restriction without eating less food. And we do that by wasting more energy through other physical activity uh, means. So. You know, maybe that's going for walks for you, tracking your steps. Maybe it's going on a bike. Maybe it's being more active throughout your day, throughout your week. Maybe you have an active job. Or maybe you like to do something like the Stairmaster, which I personally hate, but hey, some people enjoy that. End of the day, we're looking to waste more energy in a way that we can recover from it and it doesn't impede on our weight training efforts. Because if you were doing a ton of cardio, and you're trying to do weights at the same time, chances are your fatigue will be quite high. It'll be tough to recover from that. You could get injured. 
but also your efforts in the gym might be lower, which means that you might lose some lean mass, some muscle mass, because you're going into the gym under-recovered and not lifting enough to maintain the muscle that you've got uh, while you're essentially starving due to the restriction with your food intake. So you got to really be, think about all these different things, right? Um, the next thing we want to think about is your supplementation. So supplements are quite big in the fitness world and I get so many clients, new clients saying to me, hey, like what supplement should I take? Should I have this fat burner? What do you think about this? What do you think about that? Um, gut health, etc. And a lot of supplements these days, uh, so, I mean, supplements are just a supplement, right? So it's an addition to a healthy diet. And basically we put together a meal plan or a diet that makes sense, that provides the body with various nutrients and then we just fill those gaps with supplementation. So one supplement that would help to fill the gaps in regards to vitamins and minerals would obviously be a multivitamin. So having a multivitamin every day could be beneficial in that regard. Uh, another supplement that, that can be quite helpful is fish oil, also vitamin D3 if you don't get much sun exposure. And then from a more performance perspective, creatine monohydrate is a fantastic supplement for various reasons. I might actually do a podcast episode on creatine by itself because it's probably the best supplement that we've got on the market for performance and strength and recovery and all those types of things around muscle growth. And that's pretty much it, I guess. That, but there's other supplements we can consider as well. Again, depending on deficiencies, maybe you need to have magnesium to help with recovery. Maybe you need to have zinc because you're quite active, you sweat a lot and your, your zinc is depleted or whatever it might be. So supplementation is, you know, just like I said, in addition to the diet, it's not the main focus. It's like the last three to 5% of everything that we do around our nutrition. And caffeine is also a fantastic supplement to for various reasons as well. And it's definitely something that you would have within a contest prep phase, uh, especially as your energy levels come low and we need to maintain your energy output and maintain that lean muscle mass. So the next thing I want to you want to think about or tick off to make sure that you get a great contest prep is recovery. So rest and recovery as well as hydration. So maintaining hydration is crucial for recovery and for muscle growth. So you want to make sure you're doing that. You're drinking enough water every day and you're also getting enough sleep to support your training and your nutrition. Everything works together. I like to say that you know, we've got three pillars, it's training, it's nutrition, and it's recovery. And you can't have one with the other. They're all of equal importance. And yeah, so I guess you just want to prioritize getting enough sleep, having relaxation methods or protocols, having appropriate amount of rest days across your week with training and not trying to do everything at once because that's just how you'll burn out and not be in a great place. In addition with the hydration, Hydration, like sufficient hydration can help to ensure that you uh, train optimally, recover well, but also have good fluid balance within your body. So when you look in the mirror, you're not going to be looking like you're holding fluid or you're not going to look like you're dehydrated or anything like that. So a hydrated muscle is going to be a stronger muscle and a fuller muscle, and that's quite important. So ensure that you're getting enough water in every day. And the next point we want to think about is your mental well-being because competition prep can be super super stressful 
So you want to make sure that you practice self-care and you have stress management techniques to maintain a positive mindset throughout the process. And this is so important because people like contest prep can really take over your life without without a doubt. It can definitely take over your life because it is something that you become super passionate about. And, you know, it's kind of like the main priority in your life for this period of time. And it makes total sense. But you want to make sure that you're not getting burnt out. You're not comparing yourself to other people. You're not getting worried if you're not, you know, looking good enough as far out as you need to look, whatever. And you don't just don't want to stress yourself out because I said it earlier, like a stressed physique will show. It'll definitely show. One time, quick story. The last time I got on stage was in 2016. And I knew that my division on stage was going to be one of the last divisions in the day. The day obviously started at 9 a.m. and it was going to go to like 7 p.m. or 8 p.m., right? And my division was towards the end of the day. Now, I would generally go to a competition early in the morning. I would sit through it, watch other people, get into the zone, eat my meals, focus on my posing, make sure my tan is good, which is also another point. Make sure your tan's good when, like, consider tanning as well. Add that to the list for contest prep. Um, you know, and be really mentally focused. Uh, for whatever reason, I decided to wait for someone else uh, to be available to then go to the competition with them instead of going in the morning. And I ended up getting to my competition about 30 minutes before I had to get on stage. Not even kidding. There was traffic. I had to wait for, you know, people, whatever. It was just silly on my behalf to, to agree to something like that. But I did. And I spent most of my day at home, just doing my posing practice, stuff like that. And then when I finally got to that competition and I didn't have much time to get ready and I needed to be focused and I needed to look at my physique and I needed to make my make sure my tan was good, I was stressed. I was stressed, I was rushing around and it definitely affected how my physique looked. It can, fluid can shift completely, vascularity can go away when you're stressed. Um, I still came first in that competition, which was awesome. Uh, but the physique I presented wasn't the physique that I saw, you know, earlier that day, unfortunately, and that probably would have also affected uh, the outcome in regards to, you know, how I would have done in the overalls, because the winner from each division will then compete against each other to get an overall, you know, winner for the day. So stress management and your general well-being and your mental health and stuff like that is really important, which is why planning ahead is very important as well. The last thing I want to touch on is posing practice. Now, how you present your physique is is crucial because you can have the best looking physique on Instagram or in the gym around you, but if you cannot present your physique in a favorable way, you're not the judges only see what they see, right? So you need to ensure that you practice your posing and what I recommend is that you get a posing coach and you do a couple of sessions, you record these sessions, you watch them back, and you figure out certain things to improve, and you just practice, practice, practice. Once you've done that for a while, it is really smart to start to practice without a mirror. Maybe you're filming yourself, but there's no mirror around, you can't see yourself, because on stage, there's no mirror either. So you have to start to feel how these poses feel, so you know um, what they look like when you're in a certain position. So the best way to do that is honestly just Filming yourself, no mirror around, go through all your poses, watch your video, so then you can see exactly how you're looking, look to improve things, and then you just practice all the time. So I recommend practicing posing 
at least twice a week. And as you get closer to the competition, maybe practicing every day before you have a shower, uh, you know, in the evening or something like that. I also recommend practicing posing when you're pumped up as well, because you will be pumped up before you get on stage. And it's important to know how that feels because it will feel different. And if you're flexing too hard, your body's going to shake. Maybe you might even experience some cramping uh, and stuff like that, which you don't want to have. So practicing your posing is crucial. Judges only see what they see, right? So you've got to ensure that you present your physique really well. And that's pretty much all I wanted to talk about today. I went over my typical 20 minutes, but you know, just to recap, we want to make sure that we're planning ahead. You want to consider getting a coach for all the reasons that you probably realized when I went through uh, the various points in this podcast. You want to make sure that you're following a structured diet and you understand the diet and you're consistent with that. You want to make sure that your training program is laid out in a way to get the best results. And again, you are consistent with that and you're not just training seven days a week or anything like that. You want to ensure that you have a good supplement regime and it's not just fat burners and all these things that are unnecessary, BCAAs and stuff like that. So you want to make sure that you know what you're doing in that regard. You're staying hydrated, you're focusing on your rest and recovery, and you're keeping your mental health in check as well. And the last one is obviously posing practice. Now, just to touch on the mental health thing again, like bodybuilding is a very uh, isolated thing activity to do. You're very much by yourself for a lot of it. So what I like to do is if I need to get my cardio done, so like my step count basically, I will do that with somebody and typically it's going to be someone different week to week, you know, maybe even twice a week to get that mental stimulation, uh, to get that human interaction, uh, to get that social aspect as well, whilst I'm getting the outcome of, you know, more steps done. So I think that's quite beneficial just so you enjoy the process and you don't lose touch of people around you because you become you know so fixated on this one end goal so that's the podcast for today hopefully you found that informative and it was helpful for you if you have any questions then you can find me on instagram at coach denver stain or you can email me at physique.formation at gmail.com and i will speak to you guys soon